I thought Joe Biden really knew President Xi. Remember that? He's the guy who knows him better than anyone in the world, right? Spent more time with him than any other leader in the entire world. This is some sort of bragging right for him in his own head. Um, His message actually has always been, hey, corporate clients, corporate America, you know who, anybody. If you want to get to the Chinese and do business, yeah. I'm the guy, but see Hunter. That's why he was going around saying all that stuff. Because if he was really that close to she, um, don't you think he would have just called him up? All week long, I've been hearing about this phone call scheduled for nine fifteen this morning, Friday. I mean, aren't we don't we don't need to know that we don't need the heads up. Just get him on the phone. Don't you? You guys have to alert the media, alert the press that you're talking to each other. We that's what we expect you guys to do. Talk to each other. World leaders, right? Have conversations. The deep state says, oh, no, you have to have this protocol and that. We have to have 85 people on the line. Well, again, if uh, he was the statesman that he claimed to be, if he was the guy who knew everybody and he wouldn't need uh, all this supervision and assistance. But Joe does, I guess, because he is deeply, deeply, deeply uh, conflicted. Everybody knows it. Might be convicted one day. (laughs) Uh, Hunter Biden, uh, it's looking very likely that he's going to be at least indicted. At least there is a federal grand jury looking into Hunter Biden shenanigans, of which there seems to be no end. This is, uh, I guess, there's a good chance it could be killed off, quashed, squashed by the Justice Department. I don't know. There's a lawyer out there who represents the woman who had Hunter Biden's child. I have no problem with um, London Roberts. That's her name. A lot of people snicker. Oh, you know, she was a stripper. Oh, so what? All right. They're people, too. Everybody deserves respect. And Hunter Biden uh, allegedly made this girl pregnant and uh, wanted nothing to do with her after that. Although he did briefly put her on the payroll of some shady little company he had, and then that folded, and then it was like, get out of my life. Well, there's one problem. He uh, had a daughter with her, and he would not acknowledge her. She exists. Nice little beautiful girl. I think she's about seven or eight years old now. And that means Joe Biden has a granddaughter that he doesn't acknowledge. How about that for Mr. Nice Guy, huh? Hmm. Anyway, the lawyer for this woman said, uh, and he's not some guy, he's not like Michael Avenatti trying to make points and scare people. He's saying, uh, in his professional opinion, Hunter Biden will be indicted. And that's something else. That's a long time coming. Now, for some of you, for the Upper West Side, for everybody out there who uh, thinks the New York Times is the gospel, right? The New York Times. It's not news until the New York Times says so. A lot of you out there feel that way. You wouldn't believe the New York Post when it had it. Or maybe you were prevented from reading the New York Post back in 2020 when they had really the story of the century, the Hunter Biden laptop, which is the real deal. I said it then. I knew it then. And Rudy Giuliani produced it. You know, it doesn't matter where this stuff comes from. As journalists, people come to you with all kinds of things, with all kinds of motivations. You really can't get too wrapped up in their motivation all right people come they leak they got an axe to grind they who knows what the hell they want it really doesn't matter it's whether it's true or not and this laptop thing was authentic 
and they knew it, and they covered it up. And now that the New York Times has grudgingly acknowledged that it's the real deal, when will there be accountability? Will there ever be? Um, New York Times said in a column about basically something else deep in the story that uh, the investigation of Hunter Biden and this information is based on emails apparently retrieved from a laptop that he left at a Wilmington repair shop several years ago. Well, that's it. That's the confirmation. And uh, now that they're asking the White House about it, uh, ooh, don't ask for don't ask us. Go see someone else. Uh, cut eight, if you don't mind. Jen Psaki, this is a this is kind of a non-denial denial. Make of it what you will. Cut eight, please. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I appointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. He doesn't work in the government. Well, technically, that's true. Hmm. He's going down, baby. And the entire fake news covered for him. You're going to hear Donald Trump pushing Leslie Stahl. This is in 2020. Leslie, you got to say something about this laptop. you got to say something about it. Now, the sound is a little bit muffled because the Trump administration had to uh, had to run their own microphone. Cut five, if you don't mind. Cut five. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not, he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. You couldn't verify it, Leslie? All the resources of 60 Minutes couldn't figure it out? Joe Biden is a liar. He always has been. Always has been. Here he is lying to everybody in the middle of the debate. Uh, Cut 36. The laptop, it's, uh, you can't even say Giuliani's name. It's all disinformation. Only Trump and Giuliani agree with it, right? Cut 36. Well, I'll tell you what, I... uh... I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is, you know who I am, you know who he is, you know his character, you know my character, you know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our characters in the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow-up. Excuse me. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up. This is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, and you I have dis- to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. 
They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this that's where exactly you're what This is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue boy, on the boy. issue of race. Mr. President, you've described. We can't talk about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's corruption. We have to talk about Phony issues of race. You know, Kyle Smith is in the New York Post. He is an amazing writer, uh, military veteran, by the way. Uh, Everlasting, undying, soul-rending shame be upon you. Facebook and Twitter and Politico and all the others who covered up, denied, and suppressed this newspaper's, the New York Post, true and accurate reporting about Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020. You should be hurling yourselves at the feet of the American people, begging forgiveness. You should be renting billboards saying, we lied. Now, once again, the New York Post got this laptop, all kinds of incriminating information in it. It was verified. It was the real deal. They knew it. They concealed it. Everybody in the country, essentially, other than me, Newsmax, uh, the, New, uh, the New York Post. It's incredible. It was a roadmap to the Biden family corruption, and they chased this story. They banned it from social media. Most importantly, you should be hauled before Congress, he writes, to answer humiliating questions. These and other information purveyors owe us, not just this paper, but this country, restitution for what now looks like the most egregious and willful Fake news scam of our time. This paper's scoops on Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020 were labeled Russian misinformation politico. A hoax, Stephen Brill of fact check site NewsGuard, discredited by many, many red flags, NPR, and a hack and leak operation that had to be throttled. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. Pretty incredible. Twitter didn't bar the New York Times stories about Donald Trump's tax returns, which could have come from hacked materials, for all we know, and almost certainly were the product of a criminal act. Leaking tax returns is against the law. But the Times never even told us how it got the returns, so we don't know. The Post acted with transparency in explaining to readers how it got the laptop from hell. Moreover, nobody on Team Biden denied the Post report because they knew or suspected it was true. Every news outlet in the country should have fronted the story at that point. Biden team refuses to deny Hunter Biden laptop story. A few months later, Hunter himself said the laptop certainly could be his. And the media shrugged instead. And the media shrugged instead of apologizing. Even in the presidential debate where the matter came up, Joe Biden's comments were not a denial, but simply a deflection. And everybody who reported that he denied the laptop story was guilty of propagating fake news all over again. What he actually said was there are 50 former national security folks who said that what he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. Five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believed his good friend Rudy Giuliani. Joe, who later said yes, 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 when a reporter asked him if he believed the laptop was Russian disinformation, the question allowed him all the wiggle room in the world, pointedly wasn't denying the laptop belonged to Hunter and wasn't denying the material on it was genuine. He was simply referring to the now infamous political whitewash of October 19, 2020, which was 
fake news about fake news. The headline, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation. Dozens of former intelligence officials say didn't even accurately relate what was in the story. Those officials simply said they were suspicious about Russian involvement, admitted they had no evidence for this, and pointed out, this was buried in the 10th paragraph of Politico's story, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails are genuine or not. In other words, the notorious liar James Clapper at all, as far as I can tell, every signatory who made his opinion known about the election was a Biden supporter, were simply peeing in the dark. Their rank speculation was unworthy of being published. Yet Politico's fake headline on this piece of partisan fan fiction gave the media and its Democrat Party enforcers all the cover they needed to treat the whole story like it was a ruse planted by Vladimir Putin. Say, geniuses, if Putin had simply fabricated the whole thing, don't you think Hunter Biden would have said, that's not my stuff? And wouldn't Putin have planted material that would have nuked Joe Biden's presidential aspirations rather than merely raising questions about his son's dealings? All Jen Psaki had to do was retweet Politico's BS headline. Who reads beyond the headlines? That's true, by the way, these days. The Times and other major papers simply ignored the substance of the Post scoop. And now their readers know or rather have been <laughs> just re-re-reminded that their Democrat Party cheerleaders who even allow presidential candidates to dictate details of how they get covered. The next time they fact check, the next time they cry wolf, who will believe them? Hallelujah. Smith of the New York Post. And you know what? There are so many people who would be alive today who are dead now because of the fake news. 7,000, I think 15,000, at least Ukrainian and Russian soldiers and Ukrainian civilians dead. And they'd be alive if Trump were in the White House. Be right back. You know, I actually think uh, the Russia, Russia's losing this war. Russia is losing this war. Uh, a big component of the war isn't just uh, what's happening on the battlefield. And they're not doing well there, but also in the court of public opinion, public relations and for Putin to be kind of going out there now three weeks in defending the decision to go to war, explaining himself, that's not what uh, winners do, all right? If he were confident in his actions so far, I don't think he'd be going around defending it. He had a big kind of a similar to a Make America Great Again rally in the heart of Moscow trying to rev up the crowd. The crowd didn't even look like they wanted to be there. He's in the middle. He's no Trump. He's, he's He lacks charisma in that kind of scene. I guess he's a killer one-on-one or in a small room, but he's a small guy, and he looked even smaller on this stage. Now, the other day, you saw that Putin was called a war criminal by Joe Biden, and Joe Biden has been hemming and hawing, and you know who noticed? The Kremlin. Listen to this. This is from the Kremlin, a statement just a little while ago. We hear and see statements that are actually personal insults to President Putin. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told reporters, given such irritability from Mr. Biden, his fatigue and sometimes forgetfulness, fatigue that leads to aggressive statements, we will not make harsh assessments so as not to cause more aggression. Oh, oh man. Uh, look, I can't stand the Russians and what they did is terrible, but that is accurate. Ukrainian forces have mounted stiff resistance against Russian forces, and the West has imposed sweeping sanctions, as we all know. But we've been kind of prodded 
every step of the way by our allies, by others. We're not leading. That's not what America, that's not what America does anymore. Hey, by the way, can I ask you, um, you know how they always talk about women and girls? No, this is important for women and girls and their education. Something about that. We didn't always say that. We didn't say that 15 years ago. It's like last five years, maybe 10 years. Women and girls this. Women and girls health. The health of women and girls. I'm all for women and girls. Believe me. Uh, But there's something about it. I don't know. It sounds so self-righteous. And we don't do it for dudes. We don't say men and boys, do we? No, because that somehow sounds gross. It doesn't work that way, men and boys. All right. So, oh, here's Joe Biden lying his you-know-what-off about the laptop. Every time anybody has a question about the laptop or anything weird that Hunter did, and he did a lot of weird things, he gets very, very defensive. And sometimes, well, he does what a lot of liars do, admit nothing, make counteraccusations, deny everything. Uh, go ahead. Let me hear this little thing that the uh, Gravian put together. Joe Biden denying anything, did nothing wrong. Absolutely. Everything's fine. And nobody, nobody, but nobody has said anything was wrong with Hunter's situation. Go ahead. Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I enacted any way inappropriately or that my son did. Every major national, international, and local news operation that's looked into it has said it's a lie. This is the president's flat line. So there's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out anything wrong. There's not a single solitary scintilla of evidence anywhere. There's not been one scintilla of evidence that my son ever interfered, that I ever asked me anything, that I ever got involved in anything. I mean, come on. This is... So <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know, there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. Well, the grand jury in Wilmington, Delaware, is looking at a hell of a lot more than a scintilla of evidence. They have reams. They got terabytes. They got gigabytes of evidence that implicates Joe Biden. Now, part of him was right. There were a lot of fake news organizations out there trying to say this has been debunked. There is no evidence. No, uh, no, there was and there is. And I think the Bidens are going down. I really do. By the way, he told that phony story about how he met his wife, Jill. Uh, and do we have that with the, the husband? He's boasting about the old man and what a great guy he was. Joe Biden stole his wife. From a married man by the name of Bill Stevenson, Joe Biden was uh, Joe Biden's wife, uh, who we married the second wife, Jill. When they met, Jill was married to a guy named Bill Stevenson. Now, Joe lost his first wife and then he's a single man raising two kids. And he starts something up with Jill, who is married to Bill Stevenson. Now, where did I get that from? From Bill Stevenson. He's alive. And he really doesn't like the way he was treated. Who can blame him? Be right back. So, where the heck were we? Uh, you guys tell me, 800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Gail in Staten Island. Hello, Gail. Hi. 
Hi. How are you, Greg? Um, listen, now we have Hillary Clinton. Uh, everything was on Bill Durham, and then when it didn't fit her narrative, she's on the uh, talk shows now. She, that crime family, we're going to listen to Ma Barker and her husband, Lucky Luciano, and they're going to uh, bark how everything is wrong now. Uh, it's all wrong. It's still false information. Crazy. I don't think she's going to even be asked about it. Uh, that's how much the media is in with the Democrats. They're not – they want to <laughs> – they don't want to go there because, well, they were derelict in their own responsibilities. They should have been pursuing it in 2020. They want it to go away. They're not going to challenge Hillary. Hillary is not going to let herself get near Newsmax or Fox News. They think they've gotten away with it. They haven't. But I don't think she's going to be challenged. By the way, you notice Hillary is out there. And you know what she's doing? She's running for president. She's basically co-anchoring uh, the Morning Joe Swamp Show. She's been on three times in the past uh, two weeks, I think, for like extended periods of time. She's younger than Trump. She thinks she can take him. And she's younger than Biden, a lot younger than Biden. And she thinks she can take him, too. Ain't going to happen. But, uh, well, actually, she could take Joe. I don't know. There could be a rematch. Anything else, Gail? Yeah. Well, if you look at their crime path, everybody that has something to do with them ends up in the dirt. And they're full of dirt. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Gail, very much. Uh, who's Cheech? 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 Is that your real name? Cheech from Long Island? Hey, what's up, Greg? How are you, buddy? Yeah, Cheech from Long Island. How are you, man? What is that? Uh, what kind of name is that? Cheech. That's Italian. Don. My real name is Cheeto, but everybody calls me Cheech. All right, pal. What's going on? Listen, um, I love you like a brother. I've been watching you for what's years. What's the problem? I- what's the problem? I know that. I know that cadence. Oh, I love you. What did I do wrong now? What's the issue? You gotta watch. You gotta watch how you choose your words, my friend. I mean, you said. You said, "Oh, I hate Russians." Here we go. Now we're gonna get a home. No, I didn't. I said, "I hate what the Russians are doing." I hate what the Russians. What? No. Do me a favor. Stop turning this guy down. I can't hear him. I got to hear the. Uh... So wait. Get away, Cheech. What the hell happened? No, I didn't. No, you got to be careful with your words. You got to be careful with your words. You got to be careful with your words because, no, you're misquoting me. You're misquoting me, Cheech. You're a big fan for years, and you're trying to come back here and say that I I besmirched an entire country. Be quiet for a second, Cheech. Cheech, Cheech, Cheech. I was talking about what the Russian regime. I didn't say Russian people. No way did I say that. Absolutely not. And you know what? We'll yeah. get the damn and, tape and we'll look at it. Cheech. And, yeah, I know. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot more Russians against the war than whatever, brother. I didn't mean Listen, no listen, listen, listen. I know that. Look, we had the whole staff of that Russian restaurant, Russian Samovar, in the other night. Now, the Russian people have nothing to do with this, all right? This is the Russian leadership. And uh, we we think... And I said this the other night. Do you remember when George W. Bush, after 9-11, went to that mosque to say, hey, we're not holding, uh, you know, ordinary Muslims responsible. We're holding al-Qaeda responsible. All right. This is not about Islamophobia. I'm no George W. Bush fan, but that was the right thing to do. Uh, No one, no one, no one is doing that. No one is doing that for the Russians in this case. I mean, I think Joe Biden had the opportunity to do that the other night. He should have set up and said, yeah, go. 
And one more question. Why, I mean, uh, I know how war is played out, and but uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. Why are we giving, why are we shelling out so much information on, uh, oh, we're going to be there, we're giving them to them? I mean, is, is, it, is it a kind of a scare tactic, which probably is, but why are we so adamant in giving all this information about war? Isn't war supposed to be kind of like stealthy and... I mean, it's almost like we're telling them where we are. No? Yeah, there's I mean, there's like too wrong. much. There's too much. Uh, you're right. There's too much exposure. There's too much. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's going to have a conversation with the Chinese leader at nine fifteen on a Friday morning. Just call the guy. Just work this out. Just do your job. You know, they're they're. they're you're right. They are highlighting too many things here. And um, it's like telling them where we are. Oh, they're there. We can't go there. We'll go around them. I mean, it's it's kind of. A, I don't know. Well, and uh, you know what? It's very hard to keep anything a secret. Everybody's walking around with a cell phone. And um, anyway, Cheech, I appreciate it very much. And we have to take one more from Mike in Rockaway Beach. Yes, sir. Um, I have to disagree with you on the point that the hey, Russian hey, people hey. aren't responsible for this. You could say the same thing about the Germans with the rise of Hitler, which I, I think that the Germans took a big responsibility in not doing more to bring Hitler down. The other question I have for you, and I said to the call screener, was if you could go back in a time machine to 1939, and you know what Hitler was going to do, and you could get in to see FDR, what would you tell him? Mm. Wait, what now? What wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. A history quiz. Uh, I want to uh, okay. first address what you're saying. No, I, I don't think it's analogous to... Uh, the German people and their complicity, they have been fed a lot of lies about Ukraine. And I think most people in Russia these days are going about their business, not focused on Putin's uh, hyper ambitions for whatever the hell ancient uh, grudge he's trying to he's trying to make right. I, I, I don't I don't think that's the case. You know, Russian people, they're fun. They're OK. They're all over the place. They're like any other. I, 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 don't, I don't know what the hell I would tell FDR. I'd have to. I, you know what I tell him to do? I'd say, stop fooling around with these three women in the White House. OK. All right. You're you're embarrassing Eleanor. Right, that's what I would tell him. Thanks, pal. I'd also say you have a very nice house on 65th Street. Do you mind if I rent it out? I, 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 is there a room? I mean, it's a beautiful mansion on 65th Street. And you know who moved in right down the block? Richard Nixon, decades later. And a little bit further down the block, Donald Trump. They all lived on the same street. I got to take a quick one. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Here's the weird part where Joe Biden is talking about uh, Jill, this odd mention on a St. Patrick's Day, decides to bring up his Jill's father, some guy named Dominic, I think. Cut one, if you don't mind. Well, I just want you to know, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Oh, is that it? Then he said something about marrying Dominic's daughter. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. It, Biden does never has struck me as a as an Irish guy. Does he strike you that way? Uh, not me. By the way, Blinken urges quick confirmation on nominees to help Ukraine. That's what we need. Nominees confirmed. And that's really going to make the difference. You know what would make some difference right now? Decisiveness. Working harder before the invasion took place to prevent it from happening. Somebody tells me, and the first time I heard it, my I was like, get the hell out of here. You don't know what you're talking Maybe even one of the callers. That somehow they wanted this because they thought it might help Joe politically. Let's face it, they needed a massive game changer. He's failing at absolutely everything. 
Maybe a war could change the subject. Maybe a war could make Joe look. Heck, I heard Morning Joe this morning say what a thoughtful and experienced man he's been and what an excellent steward he's been of everything. Um, He does have, I don't think he has him fooled, but he certainly, everybody seems to be in his camp. Very few are willing to entertain the truth that this guy is in obvious cognitive decline. All right. Uh, So he's not doing anything particularly strong. So what does he do? He shoots his mouth off in a big way. Everything he's about to say here doesn't really have any teeth, but he says it with volume. Cut 33, if you don't mind. No matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. Putin is an aggressor. He is the aggressor. And Putin must pay the price. It'll include 7,000 small arms, machine guns, shotguns, grenade launchers to equip the Ukrainians, including the brave women and men who are defending their cities. I'm sick of this stuff. We are not seeking direct confrontation with Russia. Right? It sounds it sounds tough. And he's raising his voice. I hate to say this, just like the Kremlin has said. He acts aggressive. And he acts, he's agitated. But what he's doing is... Not all that much. And we're afraid to give the airplanes uh, to Ukraine via Poland. And they're desperately asking for them. And we're saying, no, that's going to be too escalatory. We've been giving our friends weapons to fight the Russians for a long, long time. And the Russians have been giving weapons to their friends to fight us for a long, long time. It really is not. In the big picture, it's not that big a deal, believe it or not. Now, what is, uh, it's not a big deal, but it certainly is weird. Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> I mean, really, she's, um, uh, what, what What can you say? It's all pathetic, but here she is uh, embarrassing herself at the beginning of a luncheon, bragging that she knows Bono, and Bono sent her a note about this whole Ukrainian situation. Cut 34, please. I got this message this morning from Bono. And, and most of us, we're always, whether we're in Ireland or here, whatever it is, Bono has been a very Irish part of our lives. And he said this. He said, oh, St. Patrick, he drove out the snakes with his prayers, but that's not all it, t- that's not all it takes. Where the smoke symbolizes an evil that arises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil from risen from friends, from the darkness that lives in some men. But in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear. To drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine, and St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. <laughs> Can Bono write a poem that rhymes? Okay, I mean, that doesn't even, uh, none of it really uh, worked for me, except the part where she talked about chasing out old snakes. And I thought, Nancy, <laughs> 2022, we could be done with Nancy uh, pretty much forever. And that would be wonderful. Now, we can't emphasize this enough. And I, it's it's funny because, you know, stories come and go. You know, you're supposed to keep moving and moving and moving. And there's a story and it's hot for about five minutes and then you move on. 
But some stories are historic. Some stories reveal so much and are pivotal moments in history. That includes the Hunter Biden laptop. And Rudy Giuliani is the hero who brought this thing to light. Okay? And there's something divine, divine, God's intervention that brought this to light. Really. So Hunter Biden is uh, high and drunk, and he spills alcohol on his laptop, and it doesn't work right. And he's got some sort of weird compulsive issue, and I wish he didn't have him, and I wish everybody, but whatever. He he documents every single thing he does, from taking a bath to having sex with prostitutes to uh, how he's going to scam companies around the world for money because he is the son of a vice president. It's all in this laptop. And we deserved to hear about it, to know about it. You can't be a liar, a corrupt liar, all your life and get into the White House. And, and, and sooner or later, it, the, the foot's going to drop. <laughs> and it's dropping. It's dropping. I do believe that God had a hand in all of this, actually. That Hunter should spill whiskey on his laptop, that it should break, and that he would bring that. A roadmap to the Biden crime family's misdeeds to a small little repair shop in Wilmington. And that he should forget to pick it up. He should sign the receipt. And on the receipt it says, uh, if this uh, if this material is not recovered by the owner within 90 days, it becomes the property of the shop. That's actually reasonable. Lots of places have things like that. Because then it's like, if you forget it for two years and the shop loses it, like, is the shop supposed to be responsible? No. But he knew who it was, and he had a feeling it was his own property. I'm talking about the guy. I think his name is Isaac. I-S-A-A-C. Isaac is the name of the guy who ran the uh, computer shop, and everybody tried to destroy his life. I understand he's broke now, can't live in Wilmington, Delaware, because he turned this computer. Who did he turn it over to? The FBI. The FBI. And then he didn't hear Boo. He didn't hear anything. The FBI didn't call him back. Nothing. Good thing he made another copy just in case. Because when things started going down and everybody was talking about Hunter Biden, it's like, I've got his computer. Hmm. And you know what he did? He did a word search for Burisma. Burisma was in the news. And it came up about 10,000 times. And he's like, this is uh, <laughs> this is important. I should play it. A bunch of reporters went down there, and forgive me, they just busted his balls for a half hour. They just tried to tear him apart, accuse him of being a traitor, accuse him of having dark motives, accuse him of trying to make money, accuse him of making stuff up. Since when do reporters become so protective of one party? And these are people from BuzzFeed and, you know, Vox and all those people. All those guys, left-leaning media, it's a disgrace. Um, One other item here. Here they all are, just convincing you, trying to convince themselves that the laptop was not real, that it had to be from Putin. 
Give me a break. Cut 35. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. Hunter Biden's laptop, that whole thing is has been fizzling. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. When you look at this uh, computer uh, store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Hunter Biden's laptop, that is more in line with the, when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, a, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation presence of disinformation hey you know who's in the mix there strock strock remember that guy strock and lisa page oh lisa oh lisa strock and lisa page those are the ones who said they had an insurance plan they would fix it so trump wouldn't win couldn't win um they've all been caught they all have been caught but they haven't been held responsible it's really amazing It's all out there. You can connect the dots. But these folks are still going on MSNBC and CNN. They're getting paid and they have people defending them and saying that, you know, I'm a Russian agent for just bringing it up. (laughs) It's um, not good. Joe in Manhattan. Hello, Joe. Yes, I'm listening about what you talked about yesterday regarding the uh, camcorders and people getting involved in the police. I mean, it's uh, I guess it's basically it's interrupting uh, administrative duties as far as police go. And I think I've seen it happen. A lot of them belong to the ACLU and these liberal groups, and they want to film every little thing. And if I was a cop, I'm former law enforcement, but in New Jersey, but the whole thing is they didn't have body cameras back then. But my heart goes out to the cops that are trying to do the right thing. And the bottom line on top of that also is, um, you know, with uh, people just videotaping things, if you see a crime happen, you know, it's just to say something and then keep it to yourself. You say something, but then again, get involved. I mean, it's something that you should have a law called the Good Samaritan Law. I mean, I think people, if you've got a lot of people and you see one guy doing some kind of crime, just don't stand there and videotape it. Get involved, for crying out loud. I mean, there's, there's more power in numbers. Instead of just, I don't know if the, the, the video gets to the cops and they catch the guy, but if you can stop someone from doing it, by all means do it unless the guy's got a weapon. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean... I know you have problems riding the subway, and I, for me, i got problems myself but sometimes, but the whole thing is that that's the only I can get around. All right, hold on a second. I get most of what you're saying. So the bottom line is what? What is people should get involved instead of just, I mean, I... they call vigilante justice at some point, but the bottom line is that people should get involved in doing the right thing. I don't know if cops really involved. want people getting involved in what they're doing. I don't think they just don't want to be hassled. I mean, you know, cops basically know what to do. A little public respect would be nice. Assistance when it's required. He went that way, officer, that kind of thing. But people not meddling and harassing them, that would be nice. And I, I know what you're talking about, the uh, what, interfering with the administration of justice or law or whatever. But that's got to be – got to be right up in their face. you got to be really obstructing things. It is legal to be a half block away or whatever and recording things. It is. And that's kind of a fact of life now. Everybody has got a camera. That's not going to stop. But I just wish the public sentiment wasn't just to catch these guys, you know, doing something, making a mistake or just trying to go viral. Be nice if there was more respect and more assistance, more collegiality, you know. Anyway, you said you're former law enforcement. Is that right? Yeah, New Jersey. But I moved to New York back in 96 and the whole thing is that, um, you know, a four veteran, 82nd Airborne. You know, the whole thing is that I got props to you for being a combat Marine pilot and everything like that. So, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, 
bottom line is it comes down to his lobby presence. You basically you, you can watch, you be observant. You know, I, I hear I you. I hear you, man. I, I get I it. Watch everything. All I watch right. Everything. I'm not, my, my head's not in the phone. It's Keep it up. Everything, but I think people should get involved. Yeah. Vig- well, be careful about getting involved. Just you know, be careful about that. Thank you, Joe. Hey, one more. Jay is in Ohio. Yes. Hi. We're in Ohio. What's going on there? Not much, man. Listen, you said that um, Biden ain't Irish. What's that mean? He just doesn't strike me as an Irish guy, and I, the, the name Biden doesn't mean anything to me. I've never heard that name before other than Joe Biden, and uh, he just plays up the Irish stuff right around St. Patrick's Day. Look, I don't like anything about the guy, all right? And I tend to nitpick sometimes. So, yeah, I, it just doesn't – the name Biden does not seem – got to admit, it's not like uh, Kelly or, you know, O'Houlihan or something, right? You know you know who you remind me of? What's you, the problem, you, Jay? I, your father too. You you guys remind me of um. Uh oh. Who's that actor back in the day? Um. I. Well, you Candy? let me know. You figure it out and give me a call back. Thank you, Jay. Ellie is in Long Island. Hello. Greg, how are you? Fabulous. Great. So am I. Uh, I'm calling because uh, recently, when the New York Times uh, they they admitted that the laptop from hell is is something that is true. I think that they came about because they could see the writing on the wall. Within a very short time, my prediction is that we're going to have a D5 avalanche of major truths coming out. The New York Times will drop a little bit of truth right now, a little bit more. This is to save face so they don't look like a totally corrupt newspaper. But I have a feeling they're going to be dropping little truth, little truth as the indictments come out and they indict more of these swamp players. Yeah, you're right, Ellie. Little truths, little truths. But what about the big, powerful truth that could have changed history when they had the opportunity? They ducked. They shirked their responsibilities and they let us all down. And people may have died as a result. Be back soon. Listen, Is it breaking news that Joe Biden just had a phone call with President Xi of China? They're acting like this is the biggest thing that ever happened. I am. <laughs> This, the telephone call took place at 9.15 this morning, and the two leaders conversed for two hours. Um, I just I, just go ahead and do it. Call each other all you want. Let me know what the results are. I, you don't have there's such buildup for it and everything like that. Look, the big story is, uh, although it's going away, it's evaporating. I can tell everybody wants to change the subject. Everybody wants to move on. It's, uh, oh, it's all over and done with, and there's still doubt. No, there's no doubt. The Hunter laptop was legitimate inside um, terabytes, gigabytes full of evidence outlining the Biden crime family. Joe and Hunter have very complex entanglements with, interestingly enough, all the key strategic players of the moment right now. China, Ukraine, Russia. Joe Biden and Hunter together took in at least at least six and a half million dollars from Russia and Ukraine Even the Obama-Biden administration top officials had to acknowledge that all of this created at least the perception of a conflict of interest. You think? Wow. And you know what? The New York Post, congratulations to them. They had the guts to publish. They had the guts to report. One of the biggest stories ever. And you would think everybody would want the biggest story ever, but no. A lot of people were scared. They went with the Hunter laptop as soon as it was 
as it was verified, and it was in the fall of 2020, Michael Goodwin. Michael Goodwin. Let's see here. The New York Times the other day uh, reported that Hunter Biden took out a $1 million loan to pay a tax bill. That's That was a story in the New York Times uh, day before yesterday. Michael Goodwin of the Post writes this. But that fact, which comes in the very first paragraph, is dwarfed by the Times bombshell acknowledgement later on, much later on. It's not until the 24th paragraph that the story mentions emails involving Hunter Biden and his associates in those deals, followed by these two sentences. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The email and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them and the investigation. Heartbeat still. It took the gray lady nearly 17 months to grudgingly concede even a fraction of what the New York Post readers learned in October of 2020. Of course, Times readers would have learned that all, too, if their paper were still in the news business instead of running a (laughs) instead of being a running dog for Democrats. Uh, The Post revealed those emails and many, many more after it came into possession of the contents of the same laptop's hard drive. Post readers also know that Times was part of the big government, big tech and big media cabal that tried to hide those emails from the public during the 2020 presidential election. The reason for that cover-up was simple. Many of the emails to and from Hunter Biden implicated Joe Biden in the international influence peddling business run by Hunter and Joe's brother, Jim Biden. If the whole country knew then that Joe Biden was corruptly using his office to help his family cash in, we would now be in the second year of Donald Trump's second term. That's a fact, because 8% of Biden voters told pollsters They would have supported Trump had they known about the bombshell contents of the laptop. Well done. Well done. Michael Goodwin from the New York Post. All right. In honor of the late Rush Limbaugh, it is Friday. And uh, what did he call it? Friday phones. We'll do a few extra. And number one, it will be Mano. It will be uh, Richard in Long Island. Yes, Richard. Hey, Greg, just wanted to touch on something I haven't heard much about. Now, these masks, we all know they don't work. Uh, China has locked down 90 million more people. They all wear masks. They've been doing it for years. They walk around with masks. They walk around with zoot suits, these, uh, what do you call, hazmat suits. Yet they can't stop the virus. The masks do not work. Please don't allow them to come back to, to the states, please. Uh, what did you say about zoot suits? You know, the, the hazmat suits. Everybody's cleaning the streets. They clean They clean every place, every nook and cranny of the country. And every citizen wears a mask, yet they have 90 million more cases, and they're locking down city after city. So if the masks work so much, why does it keep spreading? Uh, 90 million cases? Is that what you said? Yeah, 90 million uh, uh, citizens have been locked down again in various cities in China, right, as we speak. Hey, you know, and, Fauci is uh, making noise about that again here. Fauci is making noise. You know, he, he misses the limelight. He misses it all. Look, COVID is over. Uh, we know that. We know a lot of it was phony hype. COVID is real, but the hype was ridiculous. 
And we did a lot of things we shouldn't have done. And a lot of people will never be the same. Society will never be the same. I wish we had handled it more responsibly. I wish Fauci, I wish I never even heard of that guy. Richard, thanks. And uh, you're, you're right about that stuff, I think. Uh, David in New York. Hi, David. Hey, what's going on, bud? Um, I, you know, first of all, I have a question for you. But first of all, that other caller that said, hey, you know, if you see a fight happening, jump in and interject. Yeah, he's wrong, right? That's the worst advice ever. That's yeah. the worst advice ever. And that's pretty much I what I said, time. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did that one time. I seen a guy beating up a girl on the subway. I think it was on Hoyt, uh, Skim or something like that. And the guy was beating her up, beating her up. So I jumped in the butt way. I broke it up and everything. By the time I was done with that, both of them were beating me up off the subway. And I ran away from both of them. You know what I mean? So you don't know what you're getting into. Don't ever get in the middle of anything. Go make a phone call. All right. I like it. I like it very much, actually. Very much. Uh... Yeah, you never really want to do that. You'll get yourself, you'll get your face busted. It's too dangerous. Uh, most civilians don't know what they're doing. Uh, Maury in New York. Hi, Maury. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, just want to let you know, I did a little research. I checked out the Javelin missile system. It costs $178,000. $800 million. The unprecedented, in quotes, the unprecedented Biden grant to Ukraine amounts to uh, somewhat over 4,000 of those missiles. How long do you think it'll be before they're used? Because they'll be used by crews that don't know what they're doing with them. Well, a couple of things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Number one, they aren't that expensive. Uh, Maybe you're looking at the deluxe models, but most of them are only about 8,000. I'm sorry, $80,000. Secondly, they're very easy to use. You can train somebody how to use a Javelin missile in about... uh, 15 minutes. The other thing is $800 million. They're not all being, it's not all being spent on javelins. There's a lot of other stuff that they're buying body armor, uh, small, small arms. Uh, I even heard shotguns, bullets. Uh, I think some small vehicles, all kinds of other stuff, not just javelin uh, missiles. But the thing is, I, I do believe, and I've heard from some experts, some people who are closer to this than I am, that Whatever you buy them, it's going to be just too hard to get it to the battlefield at this point. I mean, that's a that's a consideration. Interesting, a uh, Maury. Anything else going down? Yeah, I want to say another thing. Yeah, you know, Putin obviously does not know history because he forgot, I guess, or he just doesn't know that the Soviets resisted the Nazis in cities like Leningrad and Stalingrad and underwent tremendous suffering, and the Germans never took those cities. And and that's what's happening in Ukraine, too. And uh, the the cost, the human cost of surrounding and, you know, putting a siege on a city is just too great. And he's going to really suffer because of it. Yeah, keep going. Go cops. Go cops. And America owes a tremendous debt of gratitude to the English for treating the Irish so bad that they all came here. <laughs> The English, huh? Boy, oh, boy. The arrogance of those people. Thank you very much, Maury. No, I mean, look, we love the British, but uh, boy, oh, boy, way back when. They, and still, they're, they're, they're remnants of this. They're all consumed with what school you went to, uh, who your uncle is, that blue blood stuff. I am so glad that America is not consumed with that nonsense. Some people are. But basically, it you know, it's what did you do today? You know, what what are you up to now? Nobody really cares about uh, you know what what prep school you went to, what high school you went to, where you grew up. It doesn't matter. 
And I love that about America. It's what do you have to say? Who are you? What's on your mind? Go for it. Now, that's the America I love. More and more, it is about things like not what school you went to, but what's between your legs. Uh, you know, do you like men? Do you like women? Are you transgender? That's the ultimate thing. Uh, transgender, gay, uh, black person. I'm trying to think of what's at the top of the hierarchy right now. Um, for me, human beings are at the top of the top of the totem pole. Is that okay? I think that's okay. Uh, Marianne in Philadelphia, welcome back. Hi, Greg. You're at the top of the totem pole. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to give you a kudos. All right? Make up for the smackdowns you seem to be getting. But anyway, I wanted to ask you a question. Didn't Joe Biden uh, take the, um, you know, driving while drunk? Didn't he make that a misdemeanor? Uh, that I don't know. What makes you say that? Because I, I thought I heard him on TV saying to, um, I don't know if it was the Black Lives Matter activists when they were there, that they were going to have uh, drunk driving, make it a misdemeanor, make it so that they don't get, you know, the full nine yards of uh, what they should get. I don't know about I, this. I do know that he was all about going super, super tough. On anybody caught with crack or rock cocaine. Remember that? You get caught with one pebble of it, you're going to jail for 10 years. There's an incredible mashup of it. Uh, what is it going? What, what does it say again? It's uh, they, they got Joe in the 1990s making, meanwhile, Hunter is smoking a crack pipe on his in his drug den it really it's sad but it's also hilarious at the same time man this family i do think i mean he's going to get indicted something's going to happen you and i know this can't last until 2024 something big is going to go down thank you uh let's see ted in new jersey yes sir yes the behavior of the press Okay, why did the the reason they buried the story is because they're all hoping that they're going to get a job in the coming Biden administration. Being a a member of the press doesn't pay as well as it used to. They're all hoping they'll get a job in the Biden administration. They're all hoping they'll get a job in the Biden administration. Absolutely. think so. I don't think that's what's motivating them. I don't I think you're right about the pay issue, but I don't think that's what's driving them. There are only so many of these jobs, and I don't know. I'm not with you on that one, Um, but uh, interesting, Ted. Thank you. And let's see one more. Dan is in the borough of Queens. Uh, Yes, sir. What is the chance probability that the New York Post and Amanda Devine will get a well-deserved Pulitzer Prize for their reporting on the laptop from hell. Question. Yes, the chances are uh, nil. Absolutely zero. (laughs) Now, do they deserve one? Sure. Uh, But the Pulitzer Committee is corrupt. It's no big deal, by the way. I mean, look, they should have revoked everybody who got a Pulitzer for the Russia collusion story. There are like 17 reporters from the New York Times 
who are walking around with Pulitzer Prizes on their mantles or wherever they put those silly things uh, because of the Russia collusion story. Now, by definition, those those awards should be neutralized, should be canceled, should be returned. But nope, you can look it up. It's a matter of record. Uh, the New York Times has more Pulitzers for reporting more fake news than anybody in the world. Be right back. You guys remember uh, Christian Amanpour, CNN. She became famous in the 90s, reporting from um, Bosnia, I believe. And she really, look, uh, her name is exotic, Christian Amanpour. Her voice is exotic, but it's pretty much fake at this point. All right. She's lived in America for like 45 years and been here a long time. She didn't go to Tehran University. Uh, she went to the University of Rhode Island. Now, I know her parents are Persian, at least one of them, and a little time in London, but I always found her to be uh, fake news. I've always found her to be incoherent on television. She just starts speaking about, especially when she's talking about Bosnia. I mean, who the hell knew what was going on over there? And she did not help clarify anything. She just watched confuse everybody but you're like wow i guess she's smart because she has that accent and she's wearing one of those shirts with the brown pockets and everything like that you know like dan rather used to wear like um you know those silly vests anyway uh so someone shows up i think it's uh liz harrington she's a very good journalist and uh she's a conservative and she's uh she's a partisan but like a lot of us we're very excited and also kind of amused that the new york times has finally confirmed the authenticity of the Hunter Biden laptop. So this comes up on Christian's show, and this is how it goes down. Okay, you know what also the United States government says? The FBI says this laptop is not Russian disinformation. So what are you talking about here? This laptop is real. It's not just the laptop. There's other emails. There's text messages. They are real. So okay. according to the Guess U.S. What? government, I the know FBI that you're trying has to verified move this. everybody to look at that, but that's not what we're hearing from Why the FBI. Why don't you want to report but this? What, this is the one of the what, most powerful no, families Liz, in Washington, Liz, the Liz. Biden family. And you're okay? You're okay with our interests being sold out to profit? Uh, Joe Biden and his family, when when we're suffering during a pandemic from communist yes, China, he's doing shady business absolutely. deals Liz, with as communist you know China. You're well, comfortable, okay? As as you know perfectly well, I'm a journalist and a reporter, Genius. and I follow the facts. And there has never been any issues yes, in terms this. of corruption. Now, let me ask you this: <laughs> Yesterday, the wait, FBI, wait, wait, the wait, wait. FBI, How do you know and, that? I'm talking about reporting and any evidence. I'm talking to you now. Okay, I would love if you guys would start doing that digging and start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. I want to ask you a question. The FBI, it's a journalist's contrary, job. It's a journalist's job to, to, to find out if this is verified. I want to ask you a question about the FBI press conference. Busted! <laughs> I thought it was very, very good. Uh, Christiane, you can't see this, but she's rolling her eyes. She's saying, no, we only dwell with facts. We'll only dwell... It's a very, it's very clever, actually. But the FBI never validated this, as she's trying to say. The FBI never said uh, the computer was either valid or invalid. She's, there's a bunch of ex-FBI and ex-CIA who weighed in, and there's never been any issue with corruption regarding the Biden 
family. Uh, this is somebody who's totally in the tank. By the way, her ex-husband was a senior Clinton administration official. Um, what does that mean? Well, do with it what you will. Uh, also, also this. Uh, this is an en- enjoyable clip. You ever watch Morning Swamp, Morning Joe? So he is a very verbally self-indulgent guy. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Now, what do people expect when they turn on television news at 7 o'clock, right? TV, you want to find out kind of what's going on, what's important, the headlines, right? Let me know what's going on. I'm getting dressed. I want to know what's going on in the world. Now, Morning Joe is still a news show, okay? 7 o'clock, it's like, hello, welcome to the Morning Joe show. And now we give you Joe's ridiculous, incomprehensible banter. That goes on for about eight minutes. Here's a small, mercifully, portion of that nonsense. Pretty good. Maybe 4A, 4B, who knows. But I will say we, we got pretty far last year with all those moves, getting the all-you-can-eat all day from the Barn Hills Country Buffet in Pensacola, Florida. So, I, you know, I, I, I was concerned last year, but we went pretty far. So that's good. Hey, I think we've got Heilman here. At some point, Mika, uh, I want to talk to him about Peaky Blinders. He's apparently he's apparently figuring out a way to watch that. I want to figure out a way to watch that before it is. Because they play it in, in London first. It played in, in Britain first. BBC. 703. Uh, and, and then it comes here, I think, in 2028 or something like okay. that. So what is he talking about? We'll get to Hellman and we'll get to Peaky Blinders in just a moment. We're going to turn now to what, our can top I just story. Say, can I just say, what you, you did though, you were always doing those things in local news, right? Like you, Kickers. You, you couldn't talk. You couldn't talk for like three seconds about the cheerleader. That was pretty big. I mean, you know. I just, it was it was cute. And now it's time to... Peaky Blinders, Barnhill's Country Buffet. I happen to know about, I know what Peaky Blinders is or Binders. It's a TV show that some people like. I've never seen it. My dad likes it. I've actually been to the Barnhill's Country Buffet in Pensacola, Florida. But nobody, he's he's a coast-to-coast show. Nobody knows what he's talking about except the six people who live in Pensacola, Florida. Why is he going? You know why? Because he's arrogant. He's an arrogant, full-of-himself jerk. It's amazing. It's amazing to see it on display. He's so he'll waste your time. He'll even waste Mika's time as he just flaunts it, flaunts his status and privilege. Dare I say, even though I don't think it's a thing, even with Joe, I, I you know what I'm going to say it. White privilege. I hate that term, but you know what? I'll it, uh, Joe. It's yours. And Mika, you're a Karen. I'll be right back. One of the most. Um, powerful and successful television shows in the history of television was happy days in the 1970s and 80s i mean a lot of people can't think of uh can't remember it what do they talk about now to the extent that anybody talks about the same show i hear a lot about euphoria euphoria i saw a half of an episode it seems like that show should be called severe depression uh, I was not into it. I'm going to give it another chance. But uh, Happy Days was so big. And it was kind of a simple concept. It was about uh, life 15 years earlier, essentially. The 1950s, Richie Cunningham, his parents, Fonzie, all those folks, became the biggest show in the world. 
and uh, very, very profitable. But, you know, you go on and on and on. And, you know, Richie runs for council president. Richie uh, uh, gets a job at a newspaper. Richie goes on a date. You know, they started running out of plot of things to do. Uh, 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 Fonzie jumps motorcycles in front of uh, Al's diner. And then uh, Fonzie jumps motorcycles um, in Hollywood. And then they go to, I think they went to Hawaii. And (laughs) what are we going to do in Hawaii? And somebody said, I got it. Fonzie will not water. He'll not use his motorcycle. He'll water ski over sharks. And he did it. And that's when the show just kind of fell apart. They went too far. It was just so far afield of what that show was supposed to be. Jumping sharks. How do we get from Milwaukee and, you know, family life to Fonzie's in Hollywood or Hawaii jumping sharks? And I think that guy, uh, clever guy, John Heim from the Howard Stern Show, coined the phrase jumping the shark. When you take something too far and then it starts to decline in value. I believe the left have jumped the shark with this transgender idiot by the name of Leah. What the hell's her last name again? Thomas. <laughs> the UPenn so-called female swimmer. His, his name was like Lance or something like that. Transgender. All right. Switched sexes. He's essentially a man. Now, technically a woman, not technically, but pretending to be a woman. You know the story. Swimming in all these women's races and beating all the women. Well, I guess they just had the championship uh, series and Leah won everything. And it's amazing how the mainstream media are treating her. <sighs> her they're saying like you know good for her what a woman woman of the year all this stuff she 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 nbc's i saw it espn did it espn now here's an interview with leah thomas again biologically i'm sorry but it's true a man who just won the race competing against women and this leah has the audacity to call herself a champion and ESPN is going right along with it. Listen, by the way, the crowd, they booed when she won. And I think they're speaking for all of America. This nonsense has gone too far. Go. Leah, how did that performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight? I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. I was just happy to be here trying to race and compete as best as I could. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that and reasoning with everything? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming, uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races, and just try to block out everything else. What a sports person, huh? There's something, um, they just went too far. And it was ESPN treating that as if it were normal. It was Hoda Kotby on the Today Show and Blaine Alexander, the reporter, treating that as if it were normal, as if it were acceptable. They've gone too far. And now the pendulum will start to swing back. I sense that that was a moment. Something's happening. Some of us have been ahead of the curve. A lot of folks are catching up. And the pushback begins. 
Does this make sense? This is not an issue I particularly cared about. Uh, you know, I got my own problems. I don't care. But now it's different. I don't know what it is. It flipped the switch. It flipped the switch. Inside me, at least. Oh, Annie in the Bronx. Welcome back. How are you? How are you? Wonderful. Yeah, um, I think it was last week. Um, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you. Don't mind me. I'm a little loopy today. But I was so happy in a way that you didn't take my call because you were having this really nice exchange with your wife. And I mean, it was like a roller coaster. I didn't even get to talk to you. First of all, it was really nice what you did with your daughter. And uh, I wanted to comment. What did I do? Uh, wait, what did I say that I did with her? What are you talking about? Oh, no, I just, I thought it was so cute. Like I said, I'm loopy, so don't, uh, forgive me. What have you I been doing? Speak. What do you mean, loopy? It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Do... What are you up to? The, the video, the video that you did with your daughter and everything that was cute. Yes, I know. No. Oh, now and I then... know. Now I know. But why are you so loopy? What's going on? Oh, I, I, I have not slept well because I'm, yeah, just my schedule is off with sleeping and that kind of thing. And all so, right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, so in any event, I was fine. I was angry when I first called, but then between your wife's exchange and the story with your daughter, and uh, then that put me in a good mood. And then you spoke about the woman from The View, and that just sent me into like uh, I spiraled back down. I was like, pissed me so off. Well, relax, relax. Which one? They're all terrible. They're all terrible. Which one? Really bad, but it was one in particular who made who was commenting, and I don't know, she was making some comments. And- you can't let those silly uh, fools ruin your day, all right? They amuse me. They don't make me angry. The view? Come on. You're going to let, uh, what's her name, Sunny or, uh, I don't know, who, uh, Joy? You're going to let them? Not Joy. Somebody else that you had some clips of, and she had her opinions about Trump's speech and all that kind of nonsense. But my point is, The last comment I made, I was talking about they, and I kept referring to they, and you were saying how they, Annie, what do you mean by they, they who? And I brought up the media, along with other people that I think are very high up on on the scale of power, whatever, and uh, my point is with the media, maybe they might not seem that important, but they're the prism through which we get... All our impressions, we get all our perceptions through them. And so they're really, really, they're quintessential at how we react, how we respond. So that's what I meant by them. And Mm. I'm really, I'm positive that I'm positive. This is just me. I feel that anybody that is part of this global agenda (sighs) and that sees the beauty in electric cars and sees the beauty in this transition to nowhere, this decline of America, is absolutely on board. Even if they don't know it subconsciously, they are on board with this so-called war that, by the way, would have never which you've said a million times, never would have happened with Trump in power. Mm. And he proved that when he, when he did what he did in Syria, and yeah. the way he handled Putin, he's very clever yeah. to first he presents himself to mm. the enemy and attacks them, lets them know, this is how I can be, buddy. I can <laughs> be an SB if I want to. And then notice he, he softens back. Annie, Annie, you understand everything. You really do. I, I, you know what? You could go to the UN. You could, you could, you have such insight. 
you really do. All right, look, do me a favor. Say hi to your dad. You know, I always remember him. But where did you become so sensitive, so earthy, so in touch? There's something you do. There's something special about you. What? What? Where does that come from? Is it a gift? Is it? Is it a, a skill you develop? What's happening? What's going on with you? Many people, many people are like this, Greg. It's just not everybody, not everybody All gets right. it out. If you keep your thoughts to yourself, they remain in the abstract. You know, oh. I know it's a lot to myself. And I think that well, everybody we're wired, does. We, we speak and we're wired to respond to, to what resonates. I know it's weird, but and oh. I also love people. All right. And so that's you know, pretty yeah. much. But we're all pretty much like that. If we uh. if we really allow time to ourselves and, and all right. You know? I love it. I love it, Annie. Thank you very much. Best to the guy there, uh, the man of the house, and all the best. Uh, she really is in touch. She just understands things. I asked her once if she was a fortune teller. She's not, but boy, oh, boy, she's good. She's good. Uh, what is our status at this point? I have the option. Uh, all right. One more, if you don't mind. I'd like to go to uh, n- Tony in New Jersey. Yes, sir. First, thanks for your service. Uh, no secondly, problem. I'm good friends with Mary from Hoboken. And uh, I wanted to just point something out about this whole situation with the New York Times. I think we're partially starting to be set up again. I think Cuomo is setting himself up to run for president. And I think this is a process that the Times is starting to use to point out the problems with Biden. And they've been doing it now with Hillary. And this is a way for Cuomo to start getting himself set up to run for president. Uh, all right, he's not running for president. The Times would not be on behind that. He's can't. He's finished. He's not doing that. No way. No way. Come on, Tony. I mean, I'm a, I'm all for it, but that's not happening. You know that's not happening. That can't happen. Why would the Times before that? Why would the woke? Why would? Why would those uh, communists be in favor of? Andrew Cuomo, why would they want to position him? Okay, and I'm going to tell you, because who else do they have? And they know they can get him over the line. No, they can't get him over the line. Uh No, no, Tony, this is too far. You've gone too far! I think so. But I like you. I like you. No, 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 no. You're all wrong on this one. You're all One other. Brian in Long Island. Yes, Brian. Uh, Down there. Yeah, Brian, hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Quick question. Hmm. You mentioned George W. Bush about the weapons of mass destruction, and there was none. Yeah. Didn't Saddam Hussein have gas? Saddam Hussein? He did not have an active nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons um, capability or program in effect. Now, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about a couple of canisters of mustard gas left over from the Iran-Iraq war. That does not count. That is not why we went to war. That's not why we sent 6,000 guys I'm sorry, uh, I make that 130,000 guys 6,000 miles away to take over a country that did not invade us. So I could we could get a couple of barrels of mustard gas. That's not what it was about. And if you think that that silly discovery, it wasn't even a discovery, it was a find. We knew that's, that junk, literal junk was there, was worth it. Well, we're just in way, way different categories. 
I'm just, I'm just sure. I'm not. You're, you're a military guy. Would that be considered a weapon of mass destruction? That's what I meant. The one he used on the Kurds. Would that be considered a WMD? No, actually, I think it wouldn't even be considered a weapon. It's defunct. This stuff expires after a certain amount of time. It's not. It's not military grade anymore. So no, no, I wouldn't. I would not consider it a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, and certainly, you know, we went over there for the active active uh, biological and chemical warfare capability that they told us he had and he did not. And it was a great big fat combination lie. Some people wanted to believe. Some people were led to believe. And the the biggest question mark I have is how the hell did this country reelect that dunce after all of that blood and treasure was wasted and to this day, you know, we have a far more destabilized, the world's been destabilized, was destabilized gravely as a result. And I just cannot believe, I still can't fathom. And that guy, that SOB, had the nerve to show up on September 11th and start talking about January 6th people and Trump supporters as being the existential threat to America. You can keep that guy. Thanks, Brian. I'll be right back. And by the way, as Leah Thomas collects all of her trophies and medals and Woman of the Year Award from NBC and USA Today, what are her, quote-unquote, her competitors saying? Uh, listen to this. One of her uh, opponents from Virginia Tech cut, excuse me, cut 25. We are all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level and take opportunities away from other women. Like I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. And it's heartbreaking to see someone who went through puberty as a male and has the body of a male be able to absolutely blow away the competition. And you go into it with a mindset that you are, you don't have a chance. It's disappointing to see. It's disappointing. Definitely. It's disappointing. Totally. You know what they should have is a transgender league. I would, I guess I'd be okay with that. I guess. I mean, it seems a little, I mean, how many, how many transgender athletes are there? I'm looking at one of them right now, former, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. And Caitlyn Jenner, you know what? She has been very, very responsible on this thing. Look, uh, Bruce Jenner had gender dysphoria and opted to address it by essentially getting radical surgery. It works for Caitlyn Jenner. And I respect this part of it, though. She's not thrusting it upon anybody else. She's saying, this is this worked for me. She, this is my business. You know, she ran for governor. She didn't run as, uh, I'm a transgender. She just ran as Caitlyn. I want to do this for the power company. I want to do this for taxes. I don't want... Transgender was not part of her agenda. And she actually believes that there should be women's sports and male sports and this transgender thing. She's no champion of Leah Thomas. I actually, quite frankly, like Caitlin. Uh, I, I met Caitlin as Caitlin. I also met Bruce. And the thing that we had in common, by the way, is uh, we're both pilots. And Bruce is one of the most uh, skilled. I'm sorry, Caitlin. I guess that's a really, they don't like that. But Caitlin is a very skilled pilot, helicopter pilot, fixed wing pilot. And we talked about who the other good pilots are, who are celebrities. And uh, uh, John Travolta. John Travolta is an excellent, excellent, experienced aviator. He has pilot in command of uh, 
of a 707, a Boeing 707 that he essentially, I don't think he borrowed it. He basically was the kind of ambassador for Qantas Airlines and parked a Qantas 707 right in front of his house. He had a special house in Ocala, Florida. It's a little airport with really, really cool houses. And instead of a garage, you have an airplane hangar. Um, terrific stuff. So this gender thing, you know, we weren't really paying too much attention to it. A lot of folks, but no, it's gone too far. They're promoting it to the to the degree that they're saying that this is somehow a preferable or even superior status. And that doesn't work. Doesn't work for me. How about you, Jacqueline? Jacqueline's on the phone from New York. Hi. Hi, Greg. Um, I just would like to share something with you and also with your audience. Uh-huh. Um, there's going to be a, a program on tomorrow um, at 8 o'clock uh, in the evening on the Catholic Network, EWTN, the Internal Word Television Network. Mm-hmm. And it's called A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Mm-hmm. It talks about the ideals of Saul Alinsky. And those who are not familiar with him. He's a socialist guy, right? Yeah, going back to the 1960s. That's when all this talk, and please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I don't have anything against people that are gay or lesbian or LGBTQ plus or trans or anything like that. Um, But it seems to have contributed to the downfall of the family and the downfall of society. Uh, with the acceptability and promoting all of this transgender agenda. Yeah. And I think a lot of people misunderstand the Catholic Church and other Christian denominations. You hate the sin, not the sinner. You hate the sin, not the sinner. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, let me run this by you, because, I look, the transgender thing is kind of infuriating, especially this, how it's been promoted. But something else that I believe is undermining the family is the ultra-permissive attitude when it comes to S-E-X, sex. Uh, you know, The Bachelor the other night, I haven't watched The Bachelor in like, I don't know, I who was that first Bachelor? The guy from the Goodrich Tire family. I watched that season like 10 years, a long time ago. Now they have these overnight trips where the girls, you know, the prospective bachelorettes, the bachelorettes stay with the bachelor, you know, together in a room. And the entire country knows that they're doing it and they're not married. They're not even in a committed relationship. The guy's having sex with three women at the same time. Now, listen, I am no angel. I have lived a full life. I have, you know, whatever I I, like, like you say, I'm not. But this kind of thing, I can tell you. Basically, firsthand is harmful for almost every for everybody involved. It, it's, and it's broadcast all over to everyone. And I'm sure I, I know I would be mortified if I were ever on that program decades ago in my younger days. I would never admit to millions of people throughout the country and the world that I was intimate with all these different people. I mean, yeah. it, it was just unheard of. Well, and I'm sure you have two beautiful little girls now. You wouldn't want them broadcasting that on, on national television for everyone to hear. But they, you know, decades ago, though, we weren't really doing that. Although I guess we hinted at it. Remember the dating game? And they sent them on a trip to Mexico <laughs> without a chaperone or with a chaperone. But, you know, they, they do. They said, like, look. I don't like it. The the family, the nuclear family is essentially under attack. A lot of different avenues of approach for the enemies of the nuclear family. And, uh, you know, far, 
Here I am saying it. Premarital sex is an issue. It it really is, and no one's talking about it. Everybody's got every pornography site in the universe in their pocket. Kids are having all kinds of unrealistic expectations, and and no one really talks out loud about this stuff. It's just it's just there. It's like a cancer. I I, I uh, it's 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 depressing to think about. Anyway, with that, it's Friday. Jacqueline, any plans? Just getting out and enjoying the beautiful weather. Tomorrow, some rain, but Sunday again, back to spring. Spring is springing up on Sunday, and uh, just enjoying it, you know, getting out there and enjoying nature. All so. right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank just, you, Jacqueline. What? What? Just one other thing, yeah. uh, Greg, and I know you talk about it often, but again, this transgender agenda, mm. I mean, it's infiltrated our military now, and it's destroying our military. So I think I, I think if people watch that program, it'll at least inform them and maybe hopefully open their eyes to. All right, what's this. it called again? A wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and what channel? E W T N, the Eternal Word Television Network. It's on tomorrow evening at eight. E W T N. Now, do I have that? I don't think I've ever. I don't know if I have that. It must be on online, right? E W T N dot org dot com. But I think it's. Uh, all right, Wolf and Sheep's Clothing. We'll find it. Jacqueline, thank you for bringing it to our attention. It sounds valuable. I'm going to find it. Folks, thank you. i got to head across the street over to Newsmax. I'll see you at 7 o'clock tonight. Many, many thanks and to be continued. All right? Take care. Bye-bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh. The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.